Yeah, you ever be driving somewhere and you're listening to a song that you really, really fuck with? And then right when it gets to that part, the stupid GPS bitch hops in with some irrelevant ass information. <laughs> like, the song's about to drop and then she'll be like, continue straight, bitch, there's nowhere else to go. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have called her a bitch. That's, that's very inappropriate. I, am I gonna get canceled now? Welcome to the Mac Nero Monologues. It is me, Mac Nero, and I'm back with another episode. And we might actually talk about cars in this one. I know, that's crazy. Um, I really... I will say though, before I get into cars, I'm very, very, very tempted, extremely tempted to break my rules on spoilers because Falcon and Winter Soldier is so fucking good. And this last episode that dropped last week, like over the weekend, oh my goodness, there were really some moments in there where I had some chills and it was really some shit that I didn't think Disney was capable of. I think maybe after it's all done, I'll do a little review. That way, like, if I'm going to break the rule and spoil it, I might as well know everything that's going to happen first. You know what I mean? I don't know. Y'all tell me what y'all think. Reach out and let me know. Viewer's choice, you know what I mean? Um, viewers, listeners, whatever. That said, yeah, we, uh, we got to talk about some car shit today. Because lately, uh, a lot of... A lot of stuff in the car community has really been wrestling my jimmies and um it's just i gotta i gotta rant it out a little bit i just do and i don't think i'm gonna apologize for it this time um you know now let me let me start nice though let me start nice um lately i've been having this really like nostalgic feeling especially about car stuff so like i was driving home some amount of time ago, whatever. And uh, I was driving my GSR and uh, some dude in an RX-8 rolled up on me looking for smoke. And then behind him was some dude in like that, uh, like the mid 2000s Mustang, like when they first brought him back in like 2005, when it's like, ooh, it's like that new retro look. Um, you know, when the GTs had that 4.6 liter V8, that was like 300 horsepower. Wow. Which, I mean, I guess in 2005, when they first dropped, it was a big deal. Um, and then behind that was like an actual, like Coyote 5.0 Mustang or whatever. But, um, I say all that to say that, like, it took everything in my soul, everything in my soul to not smoke that fucking RX-8. <laughs> like, Buddy was Buddy was seeking an ass whooping and, like, I don't know, I just had to give it to him. And, like, to be fair, you know what I mean? Like, I really, I think a lot of that, like, street racing shit, as much as it's one of those things that, you know, when we were, like, young boys and shit like that, it was, like, the thing to do. Obviously, when you get older, you're like, hey, look, this is a little dangerous. So... Like, there's that part of me that in most cases, like, nah, I don't really get into shit like that anymore. But, um, and we're going to get into a little bit more of that later too, but a big part of it was just like, 
So, like, not even 10 whole minutes before I see the fucking RX-8, some dickhead, I think he was in a Challenger or a Camaro, I don't know. It was one of the newer muscle cars. Like, it's not that I don't know my cars, it's that they just kind of blend together. And, you know, if we're gonna get into the rant a little bit, when you drive any sort of like modified or sporty car, but especially when it's like a Honda or anything Japanese, like you invite violence. <laughs> like these niggas is always trying to race. Like I gotta realize I've been in the Honda game for over a decade now. And it's it's hard to go anywhere without these niggas trying to race. Like, and I'm sure, like, my other Honda heads out there can verify. Even people who, like, you can drive a stock fucking BRZ and some nigga's gonna try and run your shit. It's constant. Constant. Like, if you're just into this shit at all. And it's never like, oh, someone, like, this might be a fair race and I want to see how this goes. Like, that's never the person who's, like, rolling up next to you, like, trying to rev and star shit. But, I mean, it is sometimes, but it's pretty rare, right? In most cases, I would say eight out of 10 cases, the person trying to start shit is someone who's like very clearly gonna win. Like I love Hondas, but you know what I mean? Like most, I mean, in my case, like I like NA cars. They've been naturally aspirated four cylinders. And I mean, where like your car from the factory is like, like, okay, like my GSR is a 1.8 liter engine. Challengers can have over six liters your engine has over three times the displacement of mine buddy why are you picking you know what i mean that's like me being a 600 pound 200 plus nigga running up on someone who's 5'1 and 109 pounds being like hey bro how much do you bench i bet i could bench more than you bro i bet i could throw more with i'm supposed to nigga at this size you're fucking supposed to in your fucking big old V8 muscle car, you're fucking supposed to. And it's just weird how, like, frequent that shit happens. But, um, yeah, so some dickhead in some uh, American car uh, was trying to start some shit. I'm like, nah, I'm chilling. I don't live like that anymore. I'm, I've grown. I've improved. I'm a better person. And then, like, <laughs> when I say it was maybe not even 10 minutes later, the RX-8 rolled up on me looking for some smoke. <laughs> It was like, it wasn't that I necessarily wanted to race the RX-8 because I knew I could win. It was more so it took all my willpower to not fuck around with the Camaro or whatever the fuck. So when another car rolled up, it was just like, okay, someone's ass, like, y'all niggas, what violets I will provide. And uh, it took, when I say it took everything not to just drop a gear on this nigga and send him packing, bro. It really did. But like, I don't know, it's that, it just kind of brought back that whole nostalgic feeling of like, you know, when, like when we were young and honestly kind of like felt invincible behind the wheel and like, that's just how that shit was. It was like midnight club, insert wherever your city is, you know what I mean? Sometimes like, niggas just rolled up, there was smoke and that was it. Sometimes it was no hard feeling. Sometimes they just took that shit personally. Like, it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. And, um, I don't know. That just, like, got me thinking of the times when, not only when people were, like, racing and shit like that. I mean, in Mexico, of course. Like, no one broke any laws in the United States of America. Never. Never. We respect the law and whatever the fuck. So, um, it just kind of also reminded me of, like, 
just kind of seeing like what's cool now to like the young kids in the card game versus like what was cool to me or like not even necessarily what's cool but like the shit that you see or don't see anymore like when i was first getting into it hd headlights were like a must-have like they were sick as fuck like that was that was like the tech at the time and so now like you can get leds which are pretty much better in every way but there was just something about hids there was something about like you would see like even if you couldn't see the car coming like you would like you can see the car itself i mean you would see like in your mirrors or whatever you would see something that's down pretty low with some like slightly blue hids maybe some fog lights or something like that and you even if you couldn't make out the car yet you knew that whatever was rolling up on you it's like okay this is that's one of us that's somebody like in the modified car game you know what i mean and there's just like something about hids that like i don't know because like no other like headlights really work like that like with hids they kind of warm up so like if you've never seen hids in person before hid headlights like when you like think about the headlight like traditional he halogen headlights or like now led headlights like when you turn on your headlights like they come on immediately hids would like come on at like a sort of dim light and then warm up to their normal light right so that was like a whole thing and also so many of us fell into the trap of buying these cheap fucking bullshit <laughs> leds not leds sorry hids and you would get these hids that like like it was so common to see diggers with like an l or sorry see diggers with like an hid out like there's a point by rsx where i had like a set that was so shitty that like i would go over a bump <laughs> and one of the lights would go out like it was just like a whole ass thing like and just trying to keep those fucking kids together and trying to figure out where to place him and like i don't know it was just like it seems like it shouldn't be that big of a deal but like i don't know it was just like a really iconic thing you know just being in like just kind of where i don't know where i was from it's just one of those things that's kind of like seared into your mind you know what i mean like nostalgic stuff isn't always necessarily cool on its own it's just what it takes you to what that memory is like for you what that feeling is like for you so i was like you know when there was a point where it was like me and these two mustangs in this rx8 and i was resisting every urge in my body to not like do some ignorant shit it was just like man i just remember what it was like like uh, eight nine years ago when like that would have been a lot of fucking action you know what i mean hopefully everyone would have went home safe but that would have been a lot of action and you think about like some of the kind of tacky shit that you used to see too like back in the day you used to be like like cheap parts like now cheap shit parts are still cheap shit parts but the cheap shit parts of today of today are significantly better than the cheap shit parts of like 10 maybe even five years ago right so now you can get cheap suspension that like sucks but it doesn't like suck right like so like especially in the honda game you used to have this thing called the ebay bounce and you would know immediately that, like if you saw somebody on the freeway and they had like cheap shitty ebay suspension on because to the rest of the planet that road that you were on was flat <laughs> but whatever the fuck this nigga hit with his cheap suspension that shit is just bouncing still like constant like riding the whoops and super cross just constant bouncing for like a minute two minutes at a time it's like yo this shit is not worth it bro but like i don't know it was just always one of those things where you would see somebody <laughs> looking like that it's like okay um, i see you got that cheap shit you probably won't make that mistake again or maybe they would man a lot of people be on that fad shit so who knows
but uh, yeah, man, it was just kind of like, I don't know, that nostalgic feeling of people just being like out and clowning and just kind of having that in, uh, that energy. And I think part of it is a mix of getting old, but part of it is also like, you know, with the pandemic and shit going on like that, like so many people were cooped up in the house last year that even shit like that wasn't really happening. You know what I mean? Like what car events were going on, what was really happening? Like that was, I don't know. That's another thing that, like, I just feel like I haven't done in a while is, like, go to, like, cruise out to a car meet or, like, a big fucking car meet. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, stuff still happened, right? Like, there was definitely still meets and shit going on and, like, people were still doing events and stuff like that. But, I mean, like, those big car meets where it was, like, a thing. You know what I'm saying? Not shows, but, like, meets. Like, uh, like the annual meet in Pleasanton. You know what I mean? Like, you would... It was so big that you would see shit that was, like, ranging from a clapped-out Miata all the way up to literal supercars. So, you know, and that's the sort of shit where it's, like, you would get together and mob, like, in some cases, hours to get out there. You know what I mean? And it would be to the point where it's, like, I remember I went, so I remember I went to... I think this was in 2011 it was really early because my rsx was still like mostly stock at the time i went with a couple people that I, like i had known from like car stuff some people i knew from high school it was like a whole thing and um like on that drive we would also run into other people that were going like you kind of knew like if you see a modified car on the highway heading in this direction we're all going to the same place i remember seeing like this evo and this challenger racing couple other cars racing and shit like that like it was just one of those things where like in that moment it kind of felt like and I've, I've kind of said this often like privately but I'm gonna go ahead and make this comparison I feel like being a car person when you're out on the road is like playing an MMO like an MMORPG where everyone who is like into this stuff is a player and every other just like regular ass car is like an NPC. You know what I mean? Like I know some people might take offense to be calling or to being called NPCs, but like to you this is nothing. It's mundane. It's just day to day. You're literally transporting yourself from one place to another. But for other people that are like into this shit, literally just to drive can be fun and meaningful. Literally just to drive is like like it's to the point where, like, a car that you either, A, don't notice, you're like, oh, that car's just low, or that car's just loud, like, that shit where it's, like, like, stuff for us in the car world is, like, we'll see a car that is, like, the equivalent of seeing someone who has a rare item in a video game, or someone who's, like, a super high level when you're just starting out, and, like, they're just so mind-blowing, because you can't fathom that level of power, because you're new to the game, you know what I mean, like, there's just something about it and um yeah that was just kind of what that drive felt like it was one of those moments where it's like we had our party you know what i mean and we were seeing other people in their parties or people solo people dueling it was like a whole thing and uh yeah you just there's just something about that shit that can't be replaced like i think no matter how old i get no matter how much growing i've been doing i mean growing aging are they even really the same thing like i'm older but am i <laughs> that's whole other conversation um but yeah like that that shit is just wild but 
yeah, that's the sort of shit that like it, it, you just gotta. I think if you've never been to something like that before, even if you're not into cars like that, I think you need to figure out how to get there. Um, I think it's something where even if you don't understand it or you're not into it in that moment, you can at least empathize where it's like, whoa, people love this shit. And it's not just the one or two people that I know. And I know that, uh, I know that too. I'm going to start referring to y'all as NPCs permanently. Sorry. I know that to the NPCs, a lot of times you'll see, uh, like car people have been under fire lately. Like I saw some shit on the socials. I think this was like late last year. Someone was like, uh, car guys are like horse girls. And I'm like, yo, you gotta fucking relax. To be fair, some car niggas really suck. Like, I like cars, but I also have a personality outside of it. Some of these niggas live and breathe that shit. It's like, hey, buddy, wash your ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, aside from nostalgia, aside from being ready to race some randoms on the freeway and being told to behave, um... I think I gotta get into the ranting a little bit. I think I do. So, aside from the fact that like some niggas really just be trying to pick super easy fights, there's just like I don't know if this is something that has always been going on, and I was like too young or inexperienced or naive or just hadn't run into it yet, but like. A lot of people are like, how do I put it? A lot of people are bad at business. And I mean that in the sense that like, not like, oh, oh, you just need to be more entrepreneurial and successful. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, like y'all know that I was in the car industry. I sold cars for a hot minute. Um, y'all know that pretty much career wise, I've just been a salesperson, but as someone who does that sort of business, I also respect people who do business and I respect that like there are certain aspects of how business works so like one thing that's common throughout pretty much every business you deal with is that like there's some sort of like dealer network or franchise network or there's like levels right like if you go to McDonald's and they fuck up your order you don't go to McDonald's corporate you go to the fucking McDonald's that you went to just like you don't go to another McDonald's down the street you go to the fucking McDonald's that you went to, right? You have an issue with your car. You went and bought a fucking Toyota Corolla. Toyota corporate is not going to fucking talk to you. They're going to send you right back. Where'd you buy the car from? Go talk to them niggas. You buy a car, you have a problem at another dealership. What they're going to do, if they do this, is they're going to take your car, sit on it, reach out to that other dealership, figure out what the fuck that other dealership is going to do, and then probably still point you back there, but maybe if it's a high-end enough brand, they'll fix you and comp the dealership or whatever, or not comp it, like, build the other place, but either way, it's all franchised out, it's all dealered out, it's all, like, whatever, right? And, you know, I say all that to say that, like, sometimes, a lot of times, and it feels like especially recently there's this level of entitlement where it's like or this feeling where it's like you can be a bad customer or do bad business and business people are still supposed to like suck your ass for it and like that's just not how shit gets done 
you know what I mean? Like, there is a point in which, like, like, if you buy a product for a car, right? Or, like, if you buy anything, but obviously we're talking about cars right now. If you, let's say I, I own a shop and you call me and you're like, hey, uh, I want to get this for my car. Um, I've been thinking about doing blah, blah, blah. What do you recommend? And I'm like, well, you want to do blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you, this right here, it'll do blah, blah, blah. It won't do blah, 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 but it'll do blah, blah, blah. Now, we discuss it. We figure out your budget. We get you set up. You buy from shit. You buy some shit from me. You go ahead and cop the product that we discuss. Then afterward, you get pissed because the product does not do blah 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 blah. Now, as I mentioned before, I said it does blah blah blah. I discussed with you. You agreed. You swiped your card. You must be out your motherfucking mind if you think you have a right to be upset that you got a product that doesn't do what it was not supposed to do but that's okay that's okay look i i do good business right you're not happy so what you should do is come to me so i can fix it but you don't go to me no 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 you're so mad that you want to go above me right you want to go to the equivalent of my boss my manager someone that you think's gonna really get shit done i don't want to deal with a middleman i want to get to the fucking top i want to get done so you go above my head right and then what happens the person you went to is like, well, you bought it from him, you did it with him. Because that's how it fucking works. Now I'm pissed because I found that you went above my head. I still want to fix the issue. But now you've made the relationship antagonistic when it didn't have to be. But you feel like, oh, the customer's already always right. So you feel like I have to suck your ass. And I just, I gotta say, me personally, I'm at the point where I just won't, you know what I mean? Like some people will. Not even because they want to, but because they have to. But this is the sort of thing where it's like, the way that could have gone for you is, hey, look, I really thought what I needed was blah, blah, blah. But it turns out I really did need blah, 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 blah. Is there anything we can do about that? And then I've been, I don't know, happy to help you. But instead you wanted to be like a little bitch about it. Not even necessarily a little bitch about it, because that's condescending, but more so like you escalated a, a situation to a point of where it was contentious and then afterward like you were upset about the outcome and obviously this is something where like i get it right most people if we go to like the car buying example most people have had terrible experiences with car salespeople. i know that most people in my former industry well not most but like there's enough shitty car salespeople where literally everyone has had a bad experience but sometimes that experience is the customer's fault. And sometimes, like, honestly, more than you think, it's just someone being irrational and taking advantage of a situation where they feel like they have some power and expecting the world because they're spending some amount of money. Because that's another thing, too. I hate to say it, right? Like, I'm not the wealthiest nigga on earth. But some of y'all people be real fucking broke. And because you're spending what feels like a lot of money to you, you think that people must bend to your whim. And it's like, that's really not how it works. And like, regardless of the dollar value spent, like, I'm not going to treat you less because you're not spending X amount of money or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. But I am going to say that there's not an amount of money that, at least in my business, dealing with me, that makes things just not do what they're supposed to do. 
You know what I mean? Like there's, there's not an amount of money that will let you go to a dealership and buy a warranted vehicle that does X, Y, and Z. Like that's what the manufacturer designed it to do. And then it doesn't do that because you, you are mad about it. I don't know. It's just like, this rant was kind of inspired by the fact that I've been seeing a lot of people and I mean a lot of fucking people in the car, um, not industry, excuse me, like in the car community lately that have just been like really dragging either people who are selling their parts personally, like selling used parts or people who are selling like companies who are selling new parts or whatever, or like making things dramatic. I mean, high school levels of drama when it's like, nigga, what are you doing? You were described, like the part was described as this, or the process was described as this, or this is what it was. You agreed to that, and then you're unhappy with what you agreed with. So now you're saying that someone's a bad seller, or they make a bad product, or you're not happy with what it is. Just admit that you're hurt. Just admit that you're fucked up, like you fucked up, and it hurts. And it takes a lot of pride to admit that you're wrong sometimes, or that you're in your feelings sometimes. But like it didn't meet your expectations and maybe it was something that was expensive to you and in your head expensive means quality and it doesn't mean that the part isn't quality something not doing what it's not designed to do doesn't mean that it's not quality you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't i don't understand you can spend ten thousand dollars on a refrigerator but you can't be mad that it doesn't dry your clothes because that's not what a refrigerator does Again, ten thousand dollars is odious fuck on a fridge, if you ask me. But the point being is that like, a, everything that we deal with in life is a tool. So like, you can't be mad at the tool for not doing what it was intended to do. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I cannot, I can't wash my car with my phone. I literally, it's that's not what it's designed for. So I can't get in Apple's ass for selling me a product because well well I, I talked to the Apple guy at the Apple store and he said it was waterproof so if it's waterproof it should have been able to wash my car right I mean and I just don't like that his customers like I just I went back and they were literally supposed to like suck my dick in the middle of the Apple store and give me three iPhones because it just it's just this weird thing where it's like we have a bunch of like people like consumer side doing this weird shitty business and it's like, yo, what is wrong with y'all? Like, and it's a lot of time it's grown people. Like if you're a teenager, I hate to say it, you know what I mean? Cause like, I was not that type of fuckhead. I was a fuckhead in other ways, don't get me wrong. Every, if you are a teenager, you are a fuckhead. It's just by name, no offense. Like you will improve, but you, you've only been on earth long enough to be what you've been. In most cases, as a teenager, you're a fuckhead. Um, you won't realize it now, but you're going to get to my age and look back and be like, yo. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you, these aren't like young kids doing young, ignorant kid shit. These are like people grown, people who are like parents, people who are raising their own children. I'm like, this is what you're doing. You are part of the problem. So you have that person. And then on the other side, you have this person who's like. So, like, there was this guy that I saw on Facebook Marketplace, and um, I guess Buddy was trying to sell, so Buddy was trying to sell this Civic. It was, like, a right-hand drive, import, whatever. So, like, those are naturally worth more than the stuff that we have here, just because we didn't get specific models and trim levels and shit like that. But we still got generally this car, 
Like, this is not a Civic that I've never seen in person before. It's a version, it's a unique version of a Civic that I've seen my whole fucking life. Like, that's how common the US version of this Civic is. Make sense? So, but he's trying to sell this Civic for like 15 grand. So here's the thing. It's a semi-rare color. Well, it's a fairly rare color. I'll be honest. It's a rare color, but it's not original paint. So like it, it needs to be repainted or he was in the process of repainting it or something like that. It's not together. So it has the motor, but the motor's not like the motor's not in it. The interior is like partially done and some other shit like that. So you're getting like a collection of parts. You're getting enough to where you could have a running painted solid car like done when that's all done. But that's not what he's selling. He's basically selling a build a Civic. Um, and he wants like 15 grand for it because uh, I guess the interior is a big deal and the exterior color was a big deal or whatever. I don't think the interior was original on that though. And I think that, um, again, I'll be honest, I know Honda, I love Honda, but when it comes to those little minutia of like some of these rear, like rare JDM models and shit like that, if it's not a cool part to me, I don't care. Like to me, I don't get excited about like, oh, well it has yellow interior, so it's rare as fuck. I'm like, well, it's ugly, so I don't care how rare it is. Or, oh, stock EG seats fucking suck, so I don't care what color, what material, what whatever, they they're not good looking seats, they're not comfortable, at least not for me, not for my body type. So I, unless I own a pair and they suddenly become worth like a whole Bitcoin for one seat, I don't give a fuck, right? So um, he had this interior that was like partially installed. The car was like, basically the car's in shambles. It's not terrible. Like you can see that it's not, it can be done. Like if you're experienced, you can get this car done. But he's asking 15 grand for it. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be like a 30K car when you're done. And obviously everyone in the comments is like, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? Because it's like, it's definitely getting to this point where like imports right now, Japanese imports, all the shit from the late 80s, early 90s, it's becoming legal. It's the market is blowing right now. Like it's going crazy because we finally have access to these things that we couldn't get access to. And I remember Buddy said like the, the guy who is like trying to sell the car after a bunch of people were like, uh... Don't get me wrong, like it's it's cool, but you're you're kind of off, right? Because like to be clear, even though his did have a rare interior and it was a rare color, you can get like an EG imported that you can hop in and go for not much more than he was selling his shambles of car for. You won't get that color, no. You won't get that interior, no. But you would still get an actual right-hand drive, mid nine early mid nineties. Um, Civic hatchback with a B16 in it. Um, so he's like, yeah, I just, I've sold Skylines for X amount of money. No one's bad an eye. I've sold Datsun Z's for X amount of money. No one's bad an eye. Here's the problem with that bucko. We never got Skylines in the United States legally. So of course they are going to naturally go for more because they have value that, you know, that's the lack of supply and demand and trends demand. there's a whole bunch of stuff like but the reality is we didn't have them and now they're here so even if you just have a clapped out one they're not everywhere even with like how wild the importing has been it's still fairly scarce dots and z's you know the first z came out in the 60s my nigga these are classic machines actual classics have more and i'm not saying that these old hondas and shit like that may not be breaking into classic status or getting there, but there's a difference between a 90s car 
in a 60s or 70s car. And as much as we want them to be classics, a lot of times they're not quite there yet. And also, like, the Z was a sports car. It was a fucking sports machine. This isn't like, oh, I have the equivalent of a 70s Corolla. You know what I mean? The equivalent of a 70s Nissan Sentra. Like, don't get me wrong, those things are rare in their own right, but those were actual, like, an old Z in good condition is a big deal. Or even if it's just a shell, it's a big deal, just because of, like, again, scarcity. And while your right-hand drive Civic, your actual, like, it is a JDM Civic, it's rare in the sense that it's JDM, but 90 Civics are literally all over the place. Like, I've, we've driven EG, well, not EGs here, technically, but we've driven that generation, like, Basically, what your Civic is offering is a dick-waving contest to niggas in a parking lot. And I was going to say something for collectors, but it's like, it's been repainted. The interior's been swapped. It looks like it's been modified. This is not a collector-grade car. It's a driven car, so it's like, someone's going to appreciate it, but it's the collectors aren't. And the rest of the people are us, and we're telling you, nigga, it's not worth that. So what are you talking about? And your reaction, instead of being like, damn, maybe... I'm trying to capitalize on this market and I'm asking way too much is no, you guys are wrong. You just don't know. You guys are haters. And it's like, I'm not saying don't get your money, but again, this comes back to the shit where it's like, what are you trying to do the market right now, man? And like, why did you, is this something that you wanted or is this something that you bought with the intention to flip? Cause that's, that's something that I feel like I'm seeing a lot of lately where it's like, cause here's the thing, right? Right-hand drive swaps have been around longer than some of y'all have been alive. B16 swaps have been around longer than some of y'all have been alive. Repainting has been around literally longer than almost all, like, I've been alive. You, you really think they didn't repaint cars before 1990? You know what I mean? Um, so they've been repainting cars since forever. Engine swapping since basically forever. Interior swapping since basically forever. Um, so aside from the fact that I could show a VIN number that shows that this is an authentic Japanese EG. I could go buy an American shell for, I mean, they're going for crack egg prices right now, I ain't gonna hold you, but even still, you can get a shell for 2,500 bucks. I can get that interior. Now the interior is gonna be hard to find, but I can still get that interior for a couple hundred, for a few grand, I think. I think, don't quote me on that. But I think I can get a few grand for that interior, rent all the pieces. I can repaint the car. If I do a full respray, might do a little bit of labor, pluck out the interior, prep it, all that other shit. I get a full respray for like seven grand if I don't really have a hookup. And everybody has a hookup these days. And uh, right hand drive, like dash all that interior, the clip, it's like, you're not even doing like full clips anymore. I mean, it's so easy. Like you can literally go to whatever JDM shop because they're all over the place. There's one in like every state. You can go get your right hand drive shit from there. And even with me putting my own together, I'd have a running car for 15, maybe less. But like, I guess what I'm saying is you can't, and like, here's another thing too. Your mods don't really add value. That's like a whole thing that some people just never fucking get. I know it's cool but for the most part, unless you have a, a built God tier machine, your, your mods don't add value. And even when they do add value, like I could go take my GSR right now and put 30 grand into it. 30 grand, high fucking quality parts. I cannot sell that car back out to the wild for 30 grand. 
Plus, I'm already into it, what I bought and what I modified for. I'm already into it, honestly, like 15. So I'd be into the car for 45 grand, and I could maybe, maybe get 18 to 20 if I was patient and my build was top fucking notch. And that's just kind of how it is, you know what I mean? Like, it, the shit, it depreciates. That's like the game. It's unfortunate, but that's the game. So it's like, why would I, why do you think that your Civic that is in shambles and not running is worth this money? And then how, like, why do you think you're going to be okay with bashing the people who are like, no, we're the people who would like this and would spend money on it. And we're saying that it's not worth that because it's not running. It's not collector grade. It's not anything. It's like, it's, I get it. You're trying to get some money. It's fine. You're trying to sell some. You got some, you got to try on whatever, but you wanting it gone for that price is being like, oh, yo, niggas broke. It's like, no, like sometimes you're just wrong. Sometimes, yeah, Vegas is broken hating, but sometimes you're also just asking a crackhead-ass price for your vehicle, man. You really just fucking are. And it's not like this is shit that I'm, like, pulling out of thin air. We can price these cars from the importers. Yes, again, to find this color, so that it was yellow, which, as a factor, EG color is fairly rare. And um, to find this interior, which, honestly, I wasn't in love with. Yeah, those are fairly rare, but do they double the value of your project, of your not running shell? Again, this isn't something where it's like, yo, it's almost running, but it needs a tune, or oh, it needs a couple of parts. There's The engine's not even in it. I gotta, I gotta put wheels on it and tow it. I gotta put the engine in. I'm assuming it's a full swap and you had an ECU, but it was just one of those things where it's like, I wasn't put off that someone's trying to sell some shit at some price, because I'm at a point where it's like, if you're selling some shit for a wild price, I don't have shit to say. Live your best life. Maybe you'll sell it. Maybe you won't. I'm not sure not my problem. It was when he decided to be like, oh, no, y'all niggas is broke, and that's why. It's like, okay. But again, you're comparing it to Skylines and Zs, which are literally a different market, because it's not like I can be like, well, that guy's selling a Skyline for 20 grand. Let me go get the U.S. Skyline for two grand. No. You're selling a Civic for 20 grand. Well, I can go get the U.S. Civic for two grand and replicate what you have and be in for the same amount of money or less, but also have a running and driving car. I would be spending 500 or 1500, excuse me, 15 grand to get into the door with you, bro. To, to pick up where your project left off. I don't know how you get down. I don't know what shit you didn't do. I don't know what shit you saved for later. And this is assuming you're not a scammer because a lot of people be selling you shit and hiding the truth. But I'm just going to assume that you told me everything that you could and you maybe just forgot some shit. Nah. So it's just like this weird thing where maybe it's just always been like this, but it just feels like, I don't know if it's just like the advent of the internet where like everything's so distant now and everyone's just like bold and brave because they're never face to face to anybody. I don't know if it's just because of what's been going on with COVID, but I just feel like in so many aspects, I've just been seeing really fucking mediocre business and it's like y'all don't have pride y'all don't have respect y'all can't sit there and imagine what it would be like to be on the other side of the interaction that you're conducting because that's how i've always tried to deal like do business is like if i'm a customer i'm trying to be a customer that people would want to be like yeah fuck with this guy like i want to treat this guy right and when i was a salesperson, I always wanted people to want to come back to me. 
And I, I mean, I got repeat business. I got referrals. Like I, I did that. That shit is, it matters. I'm going to have pride in what I do. So I don't know. Maybe I was doing it wrong. Maybe I was just supposed to, who knows? Who knows? Um, off of the business part though, another thing that I've been seeing, and I've been seeing this one for a while, but it, Again, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know if it's like, you know how in GTA, like you literally never see a car and then you like, you finally you're like, oh, this car's rare as fuck. And then there's literally 37 people driving it around and like the rarity's gone. I don't know if it's like that sort of thing where it's like, it wasn't rare. I just noticed it. Maybe not the best analogy, but you kind of get the vibes. Um, a lot of people asking, Hey, what should I do with my car? And I'm like, there's a difference between like, hey, I just got this car and I'm really new. Do you have any recommendations on what I should do like maintenance wise to make sure that it's solid? Or, hey, I got this car and I want to make X amount of horsepower and here's my budget. How do I get there? Like those are the sorts of things I understand because it's like if you're not super experienced with a platform, you could end up down a long and painful path if you just start buying shit. I still think you should go to forums. These cars are 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 years old and like the information's out there, but whatever, reading is hard, right? Um, but when you ask someone, hey, what should I do to my car aesthetically? That's when I kind of have no respect for you because if you have a goal and you need help getting there, performance-wise, okay, that makes sense. Or if you're like, well, I want more power, but I'm not sure what to do. Maybe that also makes sense, because you can also be misguided in the sense that it's like, like you play video games and you watch shit on YouTube and on the internet, everyone has 600, 1,000 fucking horsepower. But in reality, that shit in a lot of, excuse me, that shit in a lot of cases is more of a headache than it's worth. That's all fine. But when you're asking me what you should do to the car aesthetically, they go, what do you like? It's your car. What do you need my opinion for? Are you building it for me or are you building it for you? Like, hello? If you're out here building your shit based off of other people's opinion or what you think people will think of it, you will never be happy with your car. So what do you like? What makes you hop out and when you're about to walk away from your car, you turn around and look back? How low do you want your car to be? What wheels do you want? Do you want a kit? Do you want a full kit? Do you want a lip kit? You want an big ass atmosphere destroying wings on it? You know what I mean? You want like you know what I mean? Like you have to look at your car and decide this is what I envision for it, and I'm gonna make it happen. But getting on the internet and asking for recommendations or asking, hey, which do you guys like better? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. That's just wild to me. Like, I'll ask my friends their opinion on something. But it's mostly because I just want to know what they think in the sense that like, hey, I like this or I don't. What do you think? But your opinion is not going to sway my opinion. I'm just curious. But when you're asking my opinion because my response will affect what you're going to do, that's where I draw that line. So I don't know. I think <laughs> I think the reality is, is that um, the rate at which everything is moving, technology, all of it, I think it's making... 30-year-olds feel like 50-year-olds? Because I was talking to somebody about it the other day. It's like, if we really think about technology for a second. Um, I was young enough to have seen and used a rotary phone in person. I, like, or I'm sorry, I'm younger. I'm kind of 
old enough to have seen him use the rotary phone in person. I've used a corded phone. I've used a cordless phone. And I've used cell phones where all you could do was call on that bitch. I've used cell phones that had snake on them. I've had multiple Motorola razors because even though when they first dropped, it's like, damn, this phone is, it's so thin, it's so cool. The bitches was fragile as fuck, bro. <laughs> I swear I dropped a razor from like two feet, maybe? Done. Nothing visibly broke, but the bitch was just done. <laughs> right? So you go from that, did you go to like those weird, like not quite smartphones? That's another thing that some of y'all young niggas don't realize that like before the smartphone, like, so like there's this period where like really high level, wealthy, like tech forward people had like Blackberries. You don't have to look up what Blackberry is, but like for regular people, there was stuff like sidekicks and these like sort of like phones that were like not flip phones, but like they would either open up sideways or like the screen would flip sideways or whatever. And they had like very rudimentary tech and then like you could access the internet, but it sucked. <laughs> Right, you had a full keyboard, but it wasn't great. It was still like a lot of buttons involved. Usually, by their nature, some of them, like when they would vibrate, it would like go nuts because it's two pieces of the phone rattling together. It was like this whole thing, but like shit like sidekicks were great. Like that shit blew our mind. Having a sidekick when I was in like ninth grade was a fucking thing. And then you would get to the point where like they would have phones with like touch screens, but they were like very early touch screens. So that was like a whole thing. Like, I've had phones where it's, like, there's not a lot of buttons. It's mostly touchscreen. It looks cool. It almost looks like a prototype smartphone. There was this weird, I forget what they were called, but it was in between traditional, like, flip phones. Like, the ones that you see, niggas, like, old people and drug dealers. <laughs> no respect to that. I mean, if you gotta have a burner, you're not gonna spend iPhone. Well, shit, if I, if you gotta be a balling-ass drug dealer, maybe just keep copping the iPhone. Who knows, but this weird, like, in-between tech period, then, like, early early smartphones and then like now and that's just kind of like talking about phones but like the point that i'm making is that all of that shit happened like the iphone one the original iphone came out when i was in high school so i think i was like 16 and then by the time i graduated high school i think we were on the iphone 3 i think or maybe the 4 came out the year after so basically in like 20 years, less than 20 years, I, I literally experienced a rotary telephone all the way up to like an early version of what we have today. And like we flew through that technology. Think about music, it's like, I started with cassettes. Well, I mean, I didn't start with cassettes. CDs were around, but like cassettes were not dead yet, right? Like it was, there was a point where you could go in a store and buy a CD or a cassette of an album. And it's like, you would go from cassettes to CDs to like mp3 players and then mp3s were like the thing for a while and then mp3 like I'm not gonna say that it's dead but like you don't carry around tangible music anymore like you don't like your phone you stream everything like you don't even have the music saved like there was a point where in between having an mp3 player we would still have like files saved like we would use shit like iTunes or shit like that and have to go in and have all these songs that we had to manually go in and rename the albums and find the album art off the fucking internet and do all this thing and it was like this whole thing and the reason that i'm saying all this is that like if you were born in 1920 and you died in like 1980 
you maybe saw one huge technological jump, right? Like, there was a point where it's like, oh shit, this is radio, this is crazy. And like, there are people who lived pre-radio and then radio happened and then that's all it was and then they died, right? Then there was a point where it's like, there are people who lived during the radio and then television happened and then they died. And then there was like, television happened and then color television. And then, I mean, at that point it starts to get a little faster, but for the most part, technology was moving where like there was one, maybe two, big technological leaps in your lifetime, right? And that was it. And in the lifetime of someone that was in my age range, you've seen technologies literally spring up and die. You've seen things that were like cool for a couple of years be outdated. Like it's this whole thing. So it's this feeling of like the nostalgia is wild because for someone who was born in like if you were a kid in 1940, like if you were, let's say in the fifties or whatever, you had the luxury of being able to go outside and exist. That's a whole thing. But let's say that, you know, <laughs> you existed in a time where like 20 years ago, things were mostly the same. So your nostalgia is like, I like seeing that it's not as intense um, in that period of time as it is for us, because it's like, oh yeah, you're 40 and you look back at your late teens, early 20s, and it feels very, very different because it's been such a long time. But for me, even now, knocking on the door to 30, I can look at my early 20s and things have changed in a way that is nuts. Literally just the way that the internet is, just the way that YouTube is. Like you think about the fact that shit like Smosh, shit like um, Jenna Marbles, shit like um, Ray William Johnson, like all these, all these like, even Epic Mealtime. Epic Mealtime was life in 2011. And that's just from a content creation standpoint. You don't even like, they still exist, right? And they're still getting down. But like content like that doesn't even exist anymore. If you think about early memes, very different. If you just think about like all aspects of early internet, if you think about the fact like just how much shit you can do from your phone, just how much shit like, like there was, like, I grew up in the era of, hey, you can look up directions on the internet, but you have to print them out. And sometimes they were wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's to the point where it's like, I can almost guarantee that I can grab up a random teenager and they don't know how to read a map. But, like, I had, I, I'm old enough to where, like, a physical, tangible map was a thing. Not a map, like, like a video game map or, like, how it is when you open your phone and you open Google Maps or whatever and there's a GPS arrow showing exactly where you are. I mean, you have to go look at the world around you, find a, a marker, and then go look at this fucking piece of paper in front of you and make sure that's where you're at. And, um, you know, I'm, I think we all had stories of, like, early map quests taking you to wild places. A lot of us have stories of, like, LimeWire ruining your fucking computer and shit like that, so... Again, I know I just sound like kind of an old head right now, but the, the point being is um, I think that everything's going to continue to go faster and faster. Um, and I think like, again, we're just old enough to where it's like, man, we've seen all of it and it feels like we're getting oddly disconnected from it. Like there's just this, there's just certain aspects of seeing things like, you know, getting back to the car community where it's like, Yo, how is this cool? Like, like I can see 
I see certain trends and I can see how those trends are going to die. And I see how they're going to affect things in like 10 years because even though I've only been alive for three decades, give or take, I've seen that trend spring up and die in a different way. Like one thing that's really like common is that people look at like the early Fast and Furious, uh, Fast and Furious era of cars, excuse me, Fast and Furious era of cars. Like, oh, that's ricey. Oh, that's tra- oh, that's this, then the third. But it's like all these like cheap over fenders, these rocket bunny kits, these big wings, these like cars were were really chopping up fenders, chopping up quarters, um, all of this shit like. It's, it's not going to go well. We are going to be looking back on that in a few years, just like how we look back on the Fast and Furious era. This is rice in the making, and it's going to ruin cars in the process. Because, like, a big thing, like, one of the things that was big um, was, like, molding body kits. So, uh, in case you don't know, in most cases, cars are pretty modular in the sense that, like, your bumper is designed to pop off separate from the rest of your body. Your side skirts are designed to pop off separate. Your rear, like, shit like that. A lot of your car, like, fenders, all of that. Usually, there are things about your car that are, like, kind of structural, and it's, like, you can get in there and get to them, but for the most part, it's, like, not just, like, oh, there's a couple of screws and some tabs, and boom, it's off. So, usually, quarters, like, quarter panels are typically going to be actual metal. Um, Well, roofs can vary. But there's like, if you see a car kind of like naked, there are things that are like actually like structural. And so when people would like mold these side skirts and shit like that, now, yeah, it looks cleaner, but you can't snap it off. So if you decide that look looks like shit, which it does now because it didn't age well, now it's a whole fucking undertaking to try and put that car back. And in some cases, you can't really save it. I mean, I guess with enough experience and money and regret you can get anything done but it's like people were like shaving door handles and shit like that now that's a pain in the ass to undo molded bumpers all this other shit putting speakers literally everywhere and niggas putting speakers like under the hood and stuff like that all this like shit that was probably a game killer back then is like "Mm, i'd rather you not now you know and so we're seeing the same thing with people like putting all these like knockoff over fenders or even like if they're quality wide body kits that's fine but it's clearly a trend right this is one of those things where people are doing it because that's cool, that's in. It's like, is that really your taste? Or are you into the flavor of the month right now? Are you still gonna feel that way in a few years? And what happens when in a few years someone wants to buy an early BRZ? Because right now, like I said, the first BRZ came out in like 2012, 2013. And so it's about to be a 10 year old car in a couple of years. So imagine in 2033, well, that's a 20 year old car. And that's like the shit that the young kids are getting like that's their starter car, right? Imagine how hard it's gonna be to for them to find one where the fucking fenders and shit are hacked up. You know what I mean? Like these cars don't last. There's a finite amount of them, and y'all are destroying them with dumb shit. And I'm really getting tired of that shit, man. I'm really getting tired of it because it's not just with the cars that are like I can find a BRC, that's fine. But you're seeing it with older cars that have not been produced for decades, and it's like you're we have limited stock, and you're destroying it for a fad, and you're gonna move on from this. And the people who actually give a fuck about this, and it's not just like a blip in our lives, are gonna have to deal with this afterward. And that shit just really gets under your boy skin. It really fucking does. But yeah, um, this has been a very. <laughs> if you. <laughs> if you didn't think I was just an old nigga grumbling before, I don't really know what to tell you, because this was definitely like. 
the most just <laughs> yo this nigga's like I don't know this is just an episode of uh me acting like I'm older than I really am I don't know maybe I'm the only one maybe there are other people out there my age who are like nah nigga you bugging I'm still living my youth but it feels like it doesn't feel like 30 is here it feels like 40 is here and uh it's not a it's not necessarily a bad thing it's fine but there's just certain shit where it's like yo what the fuck are y'all doing man what the fuck is going on so um I mean, that said, I'm just a nigga with a microphone, man. You know what I mean? This is all I do. I just sit here and talk shit. <laughs> That's what I use my platform for. Not anything productive, but to just be toxic. Um, I mean, it could be worse, right? It could be uh, another generic YouTuber. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Big Mac, back with another video. Make sure to like that, uh, hit that like button, slap that subscribe button. Fuck the bell icon. You know what I mean? But that's just... <laughs> that's just not my character. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this one up. I just wanted to thank everyone again for listening. Uh, I appreciate the support. And, um... We will be back in a couple of weeks. You can find me on all the socials. You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Mac Nero. You see a nigga in a video game and his name is Mac Nero. Ask about the pod. If he doesn't know what you're talking about, report him. Get him the fuck out of here. It's not me. Um, that said, yeah, if you guys want me to uh, do a bit of a review, maybe a little bit of a deep dive on Falcon and Winter Soldier on the next episode when it drops, viewer's choice, listener's choice. Thanks again for listening. And I will catch you all next time.